0: Here we are. It is so good to be here with all of you. And we have quite a number of people with us already, more on the way. And it's exciting to meet with you. It's uh, it's exciting to have people from all over. I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, Crossroads of America. As most of you know, I'm Dr. Peter Malinowski, clinical psychologist, passionate Catholic, and I'm the host of this podcast, Interior Integration for Catholics. Interior Integration for Catholics is part of our outreach, Souls and Hearts, at soulsandhearts.com. And this podcast has two major reasons for its existence. Two reasons for its existence. To help Catholic men and women claim their identities as beloved little sons and daughters of God the Father and Mary our Mother. That's the first one. And secondly, with that secure identity as beloved sons and daughters of God, the father, and Mary, our mother with that secure identity to enter into a deep, intimate, trusting, and loving relationship with our spiritual parents, with God, our father, and with Mary, our mother. So how do we do that? What's our how? That's our why. That's why we exist. But what about our how? We do that through human formation, through psychological development here in Souls and Hearts and on this podcast in the podcast we realize that so many spiritual issues so many spiritual problems have their roots in the natural realm that's our corner of the vineyard that's the corner of the vineyard that souls and hearts works in that's how we do it we shore up the natural foundation for your relationships with god the father and with mary our mother And these experiential exercises that we do help you to identify what is going on within you, what's happening in your internal experience, in your parts, the things that hold you back from those deep relationships with Mary, with God, and what holds you back from also a deep sense of peace, a deep sense of security, a deep sense of joy, a deep sense of well-being. This is episode 102. We are recording it live on December 14th, 2022, and we will release it on Monday, December 19th, 2022. Now, as you know, I've decided to weave in an extra podcast episode each month. The first Monday of the month was going to be our long-form podcast. The last one we had was episode 101. That was a story about receiving love. And I'm just curious if people listen to that. If you could like let me know in the chat, like if you listen to that, like what you thought of that, because that was a whole new thing for me. That was my debut as a long-form storyteller. I'm just really curious if there's any feedback that you all have about that Let me know in the chat. And All right, so thank you, Vanessa. It was awesome. Yes, all right. I'm glad to hear it. Yes, more please from Sarah. I appreciate that. So good. Uh, Thank you, Julia, right? So thank you for the comments. Thank you for the, the positive feedback. As you know, I really want to hear back from you. It's really important for me to understand what is helpful and what's not. Kimberly, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Um, Diane, thank you. Um, so what we're going to be doing in the future is I will be working in some more long-form storytelling. It's another way to learn, another way to, to, to take in information. Tonight, though, what we're doing is another experiential exercise. And that's the focus of what we're doing in these even-numbered podcasts, 100, which we started with a month ago, 102, 104, 106, 108. All of those will be experiential exercises. It's another little experiment here. Just one more thing to mention, and that this podcast is unapologetically Catholic. You know, I'm not embarrassed about being Catholic. I don't apologize for being Catholic. I think it's wonderful. I'm not squeamish about it at all. It's reflected in how we do the podcast. And again, I am so happy to have so many people here tonight. Thank you for being on this human formation journey together with me. Okay, so tonight we're going to be working with parts of ourselves around this idea of parts that need to be loved. This can be really difficult material. It can be difficult, this topic of parts of us that need love. Sometimes that brings up a lot of intensity, a lot of emotion for people. And so we want to be monitoring how we're doing inside. If you notice that you are revving up, that you are moving into fight or flight, hyper arousal, you know, again, you can back away from the material. There's no shame in that. You know, if it's too much, we want to, we want to be able to settle it down. That, I doubt that that's going to happen to anybody here. There's a low chance, low probability. It's not something that happens all the time. I don't want to overstate it. But if if somebody does notice that they're exiting their window of tolerance to the upside, we want to pay attention to that. Same thing. If you notice that you're shutting down, moving to a freeze response, that's a dorsal vagal response, you know, a numbing out. We want to also reground, be able to move away from, you know, what's, uh, what's, what's driving that and allow yourself to reground. You don't have to do this exercise. You can stop at any time. If it's not for you, that's okay. And we're going to be working with parts. These are those separate, independently operating little personalities within you. They're related to each other, but each of them has their own unique, prominent thoughts, their roles in your life, you know, their own emotions, their own body sensations, their guiding beliefs and assumptions, typical thoughts, intentions, desires, attitudes, impulses, their own interpersonal style, their own worldview. And each part needs to be loved. Each part needs to be loved. Each part needs to be accepted because they're all part of us. All parts are good. They're all ontologically good. They're all good in their essence. And when we work with our parts, we don't want to steamroll any of them, right? So some parts may have some objections to this exercise. And if you have parts objecting to this exercise, I really think it's important that you listen to them and not just plow ahead. Some parts are willing to steamroll other parts in order to have some kind of experience, in order to to try to, quote, move forward, end quote. But you're not really moving forward if... What's happening is that violence is being done to some parts of you. We really want to respect the dignity of parts. So if this exercise is too much for you, it's okay. You may need some one-on-one attention. It may be that really what you need in the moment, what you need at this point in your life is an IFS-informed therapist, an internal family systems therapist or a coach. Uh, There's no shame in that. Get what you need. I've been in therapy three times in my life already. Why? Because I needed it. There's no shame in that. I'll also be bringing in God from a Catholic perspective that could activate some parts in some people, you know, and I'm just going to invite you to have the time and space and privacy, right? If I don't see anybody here, that's like driving or, or otherwise sort of occupied heavy machinery or, or things like that. So, but just, you know, if you happen to be listening to this, for example, just going to invite you to really create the time and space that you need to be able to go inside, not have to divide your attention. This is not therapy. I'm going to be really clear about that. This this is not counseling. This is an experiential exercise, kind of like a guided reflection or a guided meditation. We are not trying to resolve unmetabolized trauma in a podcast. Okay, that would go beyond what anybody could reasonably do in a podcast. Uh, We're not trying to run in and fix parts of you Uh, We're really looking to understand. One of the beautiful things about experiential exercises is that it can open up whole new vistas of understanding. So we want to be careful. We're not trying to get to the level of your exiled parts, those that carry the burdens of trauma. We're not doing that tonight. We're going to be doing something different. And I'll explain what that is in just a minute. Some options though. Take what's useful to you. Feel free to go your own direction too. If there is something that's going on inside you that's really fruitful, that seems really good, you don't have to follow what I'm offering at all. Lots of freedom with that. You might want to have some pens or pencils and paper to write down things that are helpful, like a journal, you know, or to map out things. Some people like that. And I'm just going to invite you to get physically comfortable. If it's Helpful to you to turn off your cameras. You don't have to have cameras on if you're here live with me. Um, Just get comfortable. You can close your eyes if you like. You don't have to. Again, lots of freedom with what works for you and your parts in your system. So, a lot of gentleness with yourself. You know, we have a moment here as we begin to slow things down for you to really care for yourself. Kindness. Kindness gentleness that goes so far when we are working with these parts of ourselves, many of which are really young, many of which are really open to relationship, but they need to develop trust. And that kindness and gentleness really helps to develop the trust. If you get distracted, that's okay. That is okay. It's so common. See if you can redirect your attention back to what we're talking about. And if you can't, that's okay too. Then I would just suggest that you focus on the distraction. Focus on what's going on. Let's get curious about why is there a distraction? You know, lots of, that's, That goes against what we often think. Like we should just get over the, the distraction, right? Sort of power through. But if, you, if you're being distracted, there's a reason for that. That didn't come out of nowhere. There's a part that maybe feels like there needs to be a distraction right now. Something's uncomfortable. Something feels unsafe. and eh, Maybe not unsafe, but just uncertain. There's concerns, doubts. And we want to be able to make sure that we're working in a really collaborative and cooperative way with our parts. This is really important. Two things here. First of all, we're going to ask that no part of you overwhelm you with intensity. We're going to ask that no part of you flood you with too much emotion. And the second thing is, is we're going to let all parts of us know that we're not going to be doing work inside of any kind without permission. We start with your managers. And a manager is a part of you that proactively protects you that keeps things going in your life. There are many times where in different trauma modalities, protectors get bypassed in an effort to get to the exiles. We don't work like that at all. We really want to start with those managers to make sure that anything that we do has their buy-in. Okay? So when we work, we want to have the permission of them. And so, that's where we're going to start. Why? We're interested in long-term relationships with our parts. Richard Schwartz describes internal family systems as attachment taken within, attachment inside oneself. We are looking for secure attachments between each of your parts and your innermost self and who is your innermost self? Well, Richard Schwartz would describe the innermost self as the seat of consciousness. It's the part of you that in the natural realm has been given the capacity to effectively lead and guide your system. And it has these qualities. These are the eight C's, the calm, the curiosity, the compassion, the confidence, the courage, the clarity, the connectedness, and the creativity. The role of the self, according to Bonnie Weiss, is to be an active inner leader. It has the perspective, a broad perspective, to see things more clearly. It's got the courage to take risks. risks. It's balanced and fair. And it's like the conductor of an orchestra, right? Where the orchestra musicians are your parts and the conductor leads and guides the system. All right, so now we're going to be moving into the exercise more directly, all right? With parts of me that need love. Parts of me that need love. That's kind of, that's the topic that we're talking about today. And I'm wondering if we can bring in a little imagination, if we can open up some horizons here, if we can have some curiosity to understand ourselves differently than we have in the past. If we could listen with a sense of openness. We're going to again, start with your protector parts, right? These managers. They're often our most familiar parts, the ones that we often sometimes think are us, right? Because they're in front so much, they're leading and guiding, they're driving our bus so much. We really want to bring those parts in in a collaborative and cooperative way. Managers, they protect the parts of us that have burdens, that have wounds we call them our exiles. They try to protect those exiled parts, those wounded parts from harm from inside or outside. So sometimes our our managers are like bodyguards. They're trying to keep our exiles safe. But sometimes they are like jailers, like prison guards, and they protect against those exiles. They try to keep those exiles contained so that they don't harm other parts of ourselves or that they don't harm other relationships. Kind of two ways that protection can work. And so when we start, we start with these managers and we, we float a question. If we can be curious, like what would happen if the part that they protect or that they protect against that exile, what if that part Could be seen, heard, known, and understood. What if that part could be loved? The part that the protector guards or guards against? And if it seems okay, I'm just going to invite you to float that question. What if a buried part, a part that's been banished inside you, a wounded part, part with a burden, what would happen if that part had a voice? What would your protector say? What would your manager say to that? I want to reassure all your parts, all your protectors that we're not pursuing a connection with your exiled parts. We're not trying to get to parts that are buried. We're working with the parts that are available right now. So I'm just going to invite you to notice what's happening in or around your body when we consider... This possibility of exiled parts, buried parts, having a seat at the table and being seen and heard and known and loved. What would it be like if your inner tax collectors or your inner prostitutes or your inner lost sheep, your lepers, your inner outcasts, you know, the parts that are considered unacceptable in some way, Unpresentable, sinful, evil, even, or dirty or shameful, whatever, what if those parts could be seen and heard and known by you, by your innermost self? What are the objections? What's coming up in your body about that? Can we listen in? So, I'm going to invite you to notice what might be prominent in your body right now. There might be a body sensation that's up, or maybe some other internal experience, a visual image, a song. That may be a way that a protector is trying to communicate with you, a memory. There might be a thought or a belief that's connected to your manager who's trying to protect or protect against those exiled parts. And now I want to invite you, you as the innermost self into a deeper relationship with this protector who's trying to keep you safe who has good intentions, who's trying to help you in the ways that she or he know how. And we're going to refer to that manager, to that protector as your target part. the part that we're trying to connect with to understand better because that part has a job to do in your system. It's got a role in your system. And I'm wondering if you can notice how you're feeling toward that manager, that target part. curious if there is an openness to that part, if there's a sense of compassion for how hard that part has been working to try to help you, if there's connectedness, a desire to connect with that part, if there's a genuine interest in that part. And if you're noticing that there is a big open heart, that there is a lot of affection and warmth, if you're noticing there's a sense of compassion, great. But if you're noticing that there's some negativity, maybe some judgment toward that part, some criticism, that's another part. That's another part of you that's blended with you. And let's see if we can get a little more space. If that critical part or that one that's judging or bringing some, um, some criticism, if that part can give you some more space. Just so more of you as your innermost self can be present. know, we're looking for your target part and other parts to be separate, but near. You know, on the one hand, we, we don't want parts to be fused with the innermost self, blended with the innermost self, because then there can't be a relationship because it's just too close. It's too blended, too, too fused. You know, if your target part blends or fuses with you, you can't have a relationship with it. So we're just going to check and make sure that that part is still agreeing not to overwhelm. Right? Not to blend. Just see if that part can look at you. You as your innermost self. And if your target part agrees, then we can continue. And if not, let's get curious about that. Why might there be a need to blend or a felt need to blend? Because we'd like to have that space so that you as the innermost self can hear your protector parts story your target parts story. Cause there are reasons for why that part does what it does. that part has good intentions. It's trying to help. And I'm going to invite you if it seems okay, if you've got the space, if it feels safe, if it feels all right for you to get to know that target part better. How old does that part seem to be? How does that part look if you have a visual or how does it sound? And if it's a good time for this, if you're in a good place to listen to whatever that part wants to share with you, whatever that target part wants you to know about why it does what it does, especially with the parts that it's guarding or guarding against. Maybe there was a difficult experience that you're target part your protector had to manage or felt like he or she had to manage all by 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 themselves can we accept what the part's telling us doesn't mean we endorse everything that that part might believe or All those parts, all the perceptions of that part or its attitudes or beliefs or impulses or desires. But can we just accept that that part of us feels that way or thinks that way or has those desires or impulses? so just curious about why that part holds the position it does with regard to other parts of you that might need love could be hesitation about allowing you to know those parts There could be refusal or rebellion So much of the time this has to do with the need for safety and protection. Maybe that part doesn't feel safe. The one that it protects or protects against. Maybe there's too much intensity there, shame, fear, anger, grief. Parts sometimes believe that other parts threaten your very survival might be something along those lines or a need to feel good about oneself to feel acceptable. Does your target part know that you as the innermost self could lead and guide your system if parts were willing to unblend? Is that interesting? It's, a huge responsibility it's way too much for any part to try to lead and guide your system that's just too big of a job for parts for any part start with our managers really wanting our managers to have a sense of being seen heard known and understood And as we begin to wind down this exercise, just a reminder that you can write down things that you learned. Parts often like to be given a voice in writing in a parts journal or to draw things out. And, you know, you can do this exercise again, if you'd like, with a different part off the recording, once we publish this on December 19th, a lot of gratitude for your parts. You know, there's so many parts trying so hard to help using really limited resources, very limited vision, but still a lot of effort to try to keep you safe, to try to keep things going well. And this doesn't have to be the end of connecting with your target part. If you have a way of connecting in the future, you can let that part know that you will reach out again if that's indeed so. And so I'm going to invite you to stay in touch with your part as we move into the next phase of this we're going to have some time for debriefing for sharing of experiences for questions and answers remember that this is being recorded and that we that we will be you know putting it out as an episode episode 102 of the interior integration for catholics podcast so to just check in with your parts about what they would like you to speak for them you know you're always welcome to put something in uh, to me privately uh, and I won't use your name um, and you know, that's a way to kind of share if you wish anonymously. Um, so yeah, at this point I'm going to invite you back in uh, if you feel okay with it to turn your cameras back on to to be able to kind of connect and I'm going to invite folks if you'd like to, you know, put questions in the chat, but if people also would just like to ask me or to share something, we will get you unmuted and, you know, get you on the, uh, on, uh, in connecting with me here. So that would be great. So I'm just curious if anybody is noticing that they would like to speak something for their parts or to ask something for their parts or in the chat. Either way is fine and it's okay. You know, there's no, um, no obligation to try to speak up. We really want to respect our parts. It's so important, you know? So if, um, so if it doesn't feel right, don't, you know, don't feel like there has to be. And so we have a comment here, you know, I experienced great gratitude for my manager and other parts who agreed they aren't ready for the structure to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, often that happens when we're able to step back and connect with our parts, we can see how hard they've worked, how hard they're trying. And that gratitude is such an important thing. So often our manager parts don't experience gratitude from other parts of us. They take flack. And so that's just such a great thing to see that yes, some parts aren't ready yet. Right. My manager said, I'm working really hard here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we want to be able to appreciate that because again, our parts are trying to help that's very consistent with St. Thomas Aquinas who basically said in the summa that we always choose at least to perceive to good. Yeah. David. Yes. So good to have you here. So good to see you again.
1: Yeah. Wonderful to be here. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that it was super helpful. Uh, so I have an, an, uh, so if you think about a car, I have an internal critic that, that that's my main manager that runs things. I have a, a selfish part. That's the navigator making sure that <laughs> I get everything. You know? And then I have an approval seeker that's leaning over the back seat like of an old sedan, you know, the 1970s, <laughs> trying to make sure that, that, that we're okay. Um, and <clears throat> then I have a, a self-like part, right? Not my capital S self, but. Myself, that's bent over in the front seat, asking to touch the car keys, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. So that was the original thing, and so <clears throat> over time, right, I was able to see that uh, that internal critic shared with me that he was um, actually a, a divine portal. His his really his role was gush was just to allow God's grace, not to be super hypercritical, mm-hmm. right? And so that was a beautiful thing. And that selfish part revealed itself to be um, mercy, God's divine mercy, right? Just uh, that that's what it really wants to not be selfish, but to be Mm selfless. Yeah. Uh, And then that approval seeker is divine love. Um, And so um, anyway, so uh, what I was in there wondering was, um, why is this this way, right? Which you said and that was really that was it was beautiful what was revealed besides the things uh my parents were really they really were wholesome kind wonderful people we went to church every week but it was really a check the box methodist rather than a mm-hmm. and it just i was shocked we had an we had a house of art my dad was an artist but i don't remember one depiction of anything religious i don't remember having yeah. any picture of jesus um so we never said You know, pray for each other or pray on that. There was just that. Just didn't know that stuff happened. So it was just another like. So when I asked why, right? There was just like, well, dude, like this is. You know, they were they were really caring, giving, wholesome, kind, thoughtful people. However, that whole religious aspect wasn't there. So anyway, so that was just. I just wanted to share that that was helpful. It helped me understand why those parts are the way that they are. And that was a nice connection. Uh, even though I was distracted, it was still like super helpful. So um, well,
0: thank you for that. It's just that's that I, I really appreciate that. And if you'd like to speak, and you're willing to kind of join me in the in the conversation, go ahead and put up your hand either physically or your electronic hand and we'll get you we'll get you in the queue. And there was a couple of questions about you know are protectors and managers the same thing yes managers are protectors and i wasn't clear about that so thank you for for asking that question i want to make sure that we address that and um and we had one here that said i experienced an angry part who was in so much pain at not being honored for what she has been doing for so long that is so common for there to be parts that are angry about the positions that they felt like they were forced into in order to try to keep things safe, in order to try to keep things stable. A lot of these parts have been doing these things for decades, going back to childhood. So that makes so much sense to me. So thank you for that. Yes. Uh, I found it interesting that as I engaged one manager part and started to work with it, other manager parts stepped in to keep that manager part from working with me. That, that happens a lot because there's a system here. And when you begin to work with one member of the system, it's going to impact the rest of the members of that system, which is why we want to work in a way that's collaborative and cooperative, where all the members of the system have a sense that what's happening is good. And so often there's just a focus on one part, but we want to make sure that we're working with the whole system, which is why we do pay attention when other parts come up because they're coming up and they're objecting or they are intervening usually because they're afraid of something. Usually because there's some sense that if we allow this change to happen in the system, something bad will happen. And so that's how systems can be more easily invited into a process of change. We want to be able for parts to have a sense that all parts are welcome, that all parts are important, that we're not going to exclude a part. You know, but there's an order to which we work with parts. We want to start with those protectors. We want to start with those managers. And so we have a question here. This is my first time, so it's a bit like Greek to me. Is there a list of the of the parts that are there? How do you know how many manager parts you have, et cetera? Yeah, um, that's a great question. There isn't really a list of parts. Uh, per se. There, there are some parts that are pretty commonly found. You know, For example, a lot of people will have an inner critic that sort of gives a running commentary about what should be done or shouldn't be done or what's not being done well enough and, or fast enough or whatever. But not everybody has one of those. The number of parts varies from person to person. Richard Schwartz says that the number of parts, though, within a person doesn't change. Uh, In other other words, what can happen is that the roles of the parts can change, especially when there's extreme circumstances and they have to go into extreme roles, but the number of parts doesn't change. There aren't more parts created and parts aren't destroyed. They're not absorbed into other parts or things like that. How many manager parts do you have? Again, I think that varies a lot. Um, I've, I've worked with folks who probably will have two or three manager parts primarily. Others will have more like five or seven, usually somewhere in those uh, in in that range, though. So we have one that says, "I felt like Glinda the Good Witch in The Wizard of Oz when she tenderly invited the Munchkins to come out, come out wherever you are. They were safe with her. And I want my protectors to know that I want to see and hear them. And two parts stepped up right away, two who are in conflict with each other. This is beautiful, right? This is beautiful when we can have parts that have been in conflict with each other, both recognize the self as the leader and guide of your system, right? Your self has these innermost or these qualities. Your innermost self has these qualities to be able to lead and guide and I find that to be true. I find that when people are able to unblend, things get so much calmer and quieter. Things get so much more ordered inside. When there's trauma, there's fragmentation inside. That's what trauma does it fragments us. Hearts become disconnected from each other. They become disconnected from the self. They become like they're in these separate bubbles or separate silos. And so, one of the hallmarks of psychological well-being of emotional health is for there to be integration. When I began following the lead of where my manager led me, a lot of parts spoke up, the ones who are suppressed, and the manager gave them some space to them, and they all started bickering, uh, critic judgment, fear, the insecure one, and then the manager stepped back in. Lots of chest tightness. I also realized that I created my manager out of need. Okay, okay. Beautiful. Okay. So we have an example here of somebody who was getting in touch with exiles. So this is the next step, but if it felt okay, I'm not going to tell people they can't do that, but to notice that, yeah, the reason for the manager's existence got shown here. What happens if the manager doesn't do her job is that the, that the other parts start to fight. And so there was a way that that manager showed the innermost self, what her job was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I see some nodding. Okay. Great. Sometimes I get impatient with a protector. This exercise helped me realize how hard my protectors have been working. I feel more patient and appreciative in this moment. Beautiful. Right. And when we get impatient with a protector, that's another part. That's not the innermost self. That's another part. And parts get impatient with each other all the time that's so common right because they don't understand because they don't understand why other parts do what they do right. i think we see that in saint paul in romans seven fifteen. why is it that i do that which i don't want to do right he's struggling with why he has impulses and desires and why there's, you know, this pull to acts that he's not agreeing to. And when you begin to think of what's happening inside in terms of parts, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yes. and We have a comment here. Even Jesus had parts. Absolutely. Remember, St. Paul tells us he was like us in all things but sin. And I think there's clear evidence of our Lord's parts in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he says, please take this cup from me, but not my will be done, but thine. There was a natural struggle within him over just parts that were really suffering, psychologically suffering, anticipating, as no one else ever could, the fullness of what his passion was going to mean. Not just what was going to happen physically, but what was going to happen to his, his him emotionally, relationally, the abandonment of friends, and so forth. Patricia, you've got your hand up. I would love to have you on board here. Come join us.
2: Thank you, Peter. Um, I found my my manager, I was smiling at him. Mm-hmm. I call him a him. I saw mm-hmm. him as a capital M, capital R, mister.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, I felt a little bit tight shouldered as well. Um, but mm-hmm. then I saw other parts dancing freely. Mm-hmm. They we're doing a dance like kids in a playground, but they weren't, they were of a different time. Um, they weren't in the present. But I felt uh, my manager was very youthful, but wise, firm, Mm -hmm. but gentle. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I felt he was telling me that he truly knows the real me. (laughs) Um, And, um, yeah, I guess um, I felt I could really reach out to him again and Um, be open with him and it was much of a freeing feeling noticing the other parts dancing but Mm -hmm. dancing at a distance like of long ago
0: you know our parts can be so so helpful to us when they are connected and in right relationship with our innermost selves the goal is never to just get all of our parts separated from the self unblended and keep them like in a great big daycare inside so that they don't bother us. Right? No, that's not what we're looking for. What we're looking for is for parts to be in right relationship with the self. And then they can do amazing things. If parts are self-led, if they are working in concert with the self, they can contribute in so many life-giving ways. And so If that manager is connected with the self in more or less right relationship with the self, it wouldn't surprise me if that part couldn't be generous and kind and, and helpful in so many ways. Yeah, we want that. That's what we're looking for. We have a comment, or this definitely allowed me to have more compassion toward my protector. That's trying to help me not hurt me so I can remain stable in control and being more curious instead of furious about what's going on internally. Now, I have never heard that, that phrase, curious instead of furious. I just love it. That is great. I'm definitely going to use that. So yeah, the compassion that comes in. These parts are not trying to harm us. And almost always, they're not trying to harm other people. They just don't have the whole picture. You know, I sometimes use the example of, of an ocean liner in distress. And let's say the ocean liner is sinking and you have two men in a lifeboat. And one man on that lifeboat is, is bringing in as many supplies as he can, water, food provisions, loading up the lifeboat. And the other man in the lifeboat is busy throwing all of those supplies overboard. Okay. They're working at cross purposes to each other because they've had two different experiences. The first man has been in a lifeboat for days without water and without food. That part has experienced starvation and, and thirst. The second man, the second part has been in a situation where a lifeboat overturned, was capsized because it was too heavily loaded. And in that part had to deal with the sharks, right? So they're dealing with two different sets of circumstances both have the same goal both have a goal of trying to help but they're going about it in different ways working across purposes to each other under the leadership of the self hearts can work together in harmony they can they can have a share in that broader vision that the self has and this is what Saint Thomas Aquinas I think means, although he wouldn't frame it exactly the same way when he talks about the importance of unity inside interior integration. We need that unity inside in order to be able to love with our whole heart. And I think about loving with our whole heart. I'm thinking about loving with all of our parts, no part left out of the loving, loving God, with our whole heart. We have a comment. I think I saw a protector around when I make mistakes. The feeling around when I make mistakes is overwhelming. Anxiety in the past, it was panic attacks. I think the root of this is a fear of not being accepted and ultimately death. I'm not sure how this works into this framework though, parts protectors, etc. This is really common. Many parts are actually engaged in what feels like to them life and death right uh if we think about going back to when we're little how dependent we are on being accepted on being loved right and so parts are all about protectors are all about not being rejected parts are protectors are all about not being overwhelmed with shame not being left behind And so uh, this fear of not being accepted, the fear of being isolated, that's soul crushing, right? Not being accepted, being rejected. So this is a huge motivating factor for protector parts. And they often guard against exiles that carry a lot of shame or that carry the, the burden of abandonment or carry the burden of betrayal or rejection. But we always start with those managers so that there can be this trustful relationship that eventually will allow the self to come into contact with those exiles. So question, we had a question about what did Aquinas write about interior integration? So I talk about this and I give some resources in my October 2022 weekly reflections. So if you go to soulsandhearts.com backslash blog, that's the archive of my weekly reflections and October 5th, October 12th, uh, I think October 19th, I'm talking about these things. And I give references to modern writers that are looking at Aquinas, including Eleanor Stump and, um, oh, I'm forgetting the names right now, but they're in... They're in there, and I've got some quotes and links to those books as well. So, this is this, this. So, this is not something that is foreign to our faith. I really want to make sure that whatever we do in uh, this podcast and souls and hearts is grounded in a Catholic understanding of the human person, that it can be harmonized with a Catholic understanding of who we are as people. And again, we had a question. Learning to work with these parts reminds me of Saint John of the Cross exploring those deep caverns of longing. Yes. A shout out to him on his feast day. There isn't a particular spirituality in this podcast or in souls and hearts or in the resilient Catholics community. We kind of look at ourselves as before spirituality, like pre-spirituality. That's why our patron is uh, John the Baptist, because he prepares the way for the Lord. Personally, I'm a very Carmelite, very influenced by Carmelites, uh, especially St. Teresa of Avila, especially St. Teresa of Lisieux. So yeah, I resonate so much with that. The seat of consciousness that is uh, often used to describe the soul. Um, Yeah. And Richard Schwartz equates the, the self with the soul. I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that's accurate at all. So um, I think the self and the soul are two different things and we'll be working through some more of that later. So I just, but I did want to at least address it a little, a little briefly right now, since the question came up. So, so I want you to mark your calendars. Um, The next live experience of the IIC podcast will be Friday, January 13th, 2023 from two o'clock PM to three o'clock PM Eastern time. So that's, Friday, January 13th, 2023, from 2 o'clock p.m. to 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's when we're going to be doing it. We wanted a better time for our listeners in Europe and Africa. Just wanted them to be able to be able to participate live because usually when we've done it, it's been in the middle of the night for them. We know it's not ideal for our Australian friends, our listeners in New Zealand and Singapore. It's interesting because we have people from more than 100 countries that have listened to this podcast. We just had our first listeners in mainland China uh, join us. So that's great. And we'll be getting a link out to register for that in our Wednesday email reflections. If you're not getting the email reflections on Wednesday, you can go to soulsandhearts.com. And just on the homepage there, it says, there's a little button that's, that gives you a place to sign up for the weekly email reflections. Just want to mention the Resilient Catholics community. The why of that is all about that deep personal relationship with God, our Father, with Mary, our mother, our spiritual parents. And to connect with them through our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God, right? That identity is freely given, but so few of us accept it in its fullness. And when I say accept it in its fullness, I mean accepting it in all of our parts, no part left out of that identity as a beloved son or daughter of God. And how we do that, we work with the natural level issues, the human formation issues that we have, that have these spiritual consequences. So, so many spiritual problems have their roots in the natural realm. If this kind of experiential exercise is helpful to you, we have nearly a hundred experiential exercises in the RCC. As you go through that course, we've had 120 Catholics already on board, already in the pilgrimage, just had our graduation for our first cohort that have, that have gone through the entire year. Many of them are going on to the advanced RCC cohort, the, the, the advanced work in the RCC. And we've reopened the RCC on December 1st. We'll be open for new applications until December 31st. So if you'd, if you'd like to check that out, go to soulsandhearts.com backslash RCC, brought together what I think is the best of human formation resources, psychological resources. Again, not therapy. But so much of this work can be done just like some of you were doing today. So much of this work can be done without therapy. If you're interested, you're also welcome to get in touch with me. My email crisis at soulsandhearts.com. My cell phone number 317-567-9594. Conversation hours are every Tuesday and Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. So... And again, I wanted to thank you for being here. Just really glad that we could spend some time together. Really appreciate that we could be together. It's so neat to see so many faces. So good to to be able to spend some time together. And from all over the globe, we have people here from Australia, uh, from all over. So thank you again. Ah, the UK. All right, we've got the UK. So, all right, take care. And let's go ahead and uh, just close with invoking our patroness and our patron, Our Lady, Our Mother, Untire of Knots. Pray, Pray for, for us. us, Saint John the Baptist. Pray for us.